Why are you doing these type of videos? Why are you doing this? I was under pressure. Anyone who knows me would know that. I used to be in a club all the time. When he calls me, he goes, yeah. Halal Dawa. Yeah, I don't know you for that. That's oh, halal. Ah, you know what? You see what? Yeah. Even though, even though, even even though, yeah. I've seen what you've done. I want to give you eighty grand, build a school. I say no. You should try to come back to Africa, see if you can do some work there. Say, so William, I heard what she said, but it didn't really. Well, I'm telling you now, me, me, I'm telling you now, Juma has saved me from haram so many times. You'll be chilling with some of the kids. You'll be like, what's wrong? Oh, I miss my parents. What do you say? Oh. Biryani with boti and yeah. with the... you got to understand. With the raita. you got to have it with the raita, yeah. isn't Come it? Come on, bro. When we first become Muslim, the red rice, the green rice with the, the colorings, the pink, the pink milk. <laughs> yeah. That was our life. That was our life. But you know what, Aki? We thank Allah for that. Assalamu alaikum, guys, and welcome to this special episode of Declassified. Well, I have a very special guest with me today. It's none other than Abu Bakr Islam. Asalaamu Alaikum, bro. Like Salaam wa Rahmatullah. How's it going? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Good, Alhamdulillah. Good, good. Honestly, guys, it's been a very long. Long time. In fact, it's been so long that people don't even know how long it really is. <laughs> True. We, we've actually known each other about for about 10 years uh, longer but on youtube our first video that we worked together on was actually uploaded was it for, was it 18th december 2009 long time subhanallah and that was the trailer for roadside to islam and uh, a lot of people don't know or didn't know that i was actually behind the scenes but the kind of story behind that was was quite interesting Actually started. I don't know if you remember. Actually started with uh, Muslim Palau, isn't it? What happened? Remind me. Remind me. Yeah. Remind me. It was. Um, I, I I did. I uploaded a, a video using one of his one of his raps. Ah oh, yeah yeah yeah. And you edit you edited. I it. edited yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah. Then yeah, he yeah. messaged me saying, yeah. um, "Look, I've I've got an album coming out. Can you do a few more videos of it?" Mm -hmm. So he came, apparently they used to live SMS were down the road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was easy, he just came on his moped. Mm. And then he came and he gave me a CD. And then um, I think through him, I then got to know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, because I remember you were the first one in those days to be tackling the, the kind of street youth, mm -hmm. but using good quality equipment, like your camera was HD in a day in which HD was like a big deal. Um, and then I was like, look, it would be a, it, it would be an honor if we can kind of start working together. I don't know if I use the word honor, nah, but I don't think you use the word honor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know what? Yeah. I like what that, mm. I, I like what that guy's doing. Um, you know, uh, can you put me in touch? It was something like that. But one of the most important things was you understood what I was trying to project to the people. Yeah. So it just made things really really easy you know it wasn't like yeah. i had to tell you too much stuff i just told you look we're going for the street look we're from the streets you understand what we're trying to do you said yes you produced the footage and it just it was just like a a match made in heaven mate that's it bro <laughs> serious that's it. to be honest i'd kind of although i wasn't from the street life i'm not gonna 
project myself as, as someone that I wasn't. Yeah, but that don't mean anything. At yeah. the end of the day, even if you're not from the street life, so to speak, like you were doing street activity, you grew up. You grew up in the area was yeah. projected around the streets. So you see, you're seeing the streets whether you like it or not. There's yeah. no way of avoiding it. Like this is your default sense. Yeah. You grew up in Streatham. You're seeing things every day, so you understood. And that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, not everybody who's from the street um, doesn't mean you have to be from the street to know the street life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have to be a person from a certain community, from a certain area, to go certain places and, and sense danger. Yeah. <laughs> just like you have to have that instinct when you grow up in certain areas you get that so just because you, you you might say oh i'm not from the streets it's not really like that because you grew up in an environment where you're seeing that every day so you True. you knew you knew you knew what was going on out here so that's what Plus, that's I, what matters I, I think roadside islam was a good outlet for me as well because i think culturally um it, it was a culture that as a youngster i kind of looked up to so to have an opportunity where i could use kind of um my talents in editing to kind of live through that mm. i think it was I it think, was good it was yeah good. yeah good. i think i think Allah, it was good alhamdulillah that, it was that good. was that was cool but what was very interesting was that people i guess wouldn't have associated us to be because i was under the ban of halal dawa records even now when when, when he calls me he goes yeah halal dawa yeah i don't know you for <laughs> that That's or, or halal you for, yeah. it's not small to jannah yeah no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's You guys might think oh, Sparta Jinnah Nah it's, uh, it's, it's Halal Dawa it'll, yeah. it'll be written On my gravestone They'll be like Yeah it's Ishan Yeah 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 <laughs> Nah it's, it's Halal We don't know that one It's Halal And a lot of people Don't know bro I, the, the thing is When I came up With the name Halal Dawa I spelled I spelled Dawa wrong <laughs> hey, Dude, I forgot the H bro So far <laughs> I never, I never even noticed that Bro I never noticed that you know D-A-W-A <laughs> I never noticed it you know That's crazy And it kind of just stuck what, what was very interesting was Genuinely Like it was a concern that I had That look Our, our youth are being Kind of misled But it wasn't done in an abstract way Like oh we got to do something Blah 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 I actively saw someone doing something and rather than starting something from scratch, I thought, why don't I just help him out? Because mm -hmm. he's doing a really good job. Mm. And when he started, he started with excellence, like mm. HD, he would go, he would make the effort. And you know what? You wouldn't see pictures of us posing or whatnot. I guess social media wasn't as big or as narcissistic as it is now. Yeah. Like it's proper, like let's take a selfie, let's, mm. let's post it. And Alhamdulillah, it kind of gave us the opportunity to hone in on our craft and really focus on our intentions. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. because Alhamdulillah, inshallah, may Allah accept the Amen. fact that we intended things the correct way. Alhamdulillah, with the ten years down the line, yeah, we're still we're still going strong. Yeah, and new 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 windows have opened. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. and new journeys and new trajectories have started, no which we'll definitely be starting because it's been it's been a, a, a long road. Okay, so let's um, let's let's react to one of our <laughs> first videos. Oh, now, <laughs> but we the, here's the background. Yeah. So we wanted to do these short scenarios because we were like, look, short videos is where it's at. Mm. But the thing is, our acting wasn't <laughs> at, wasn't at that level. <laughs> and the thing is, now let's let's let's, let's just. You're gonna kill me today, don't you? <laughs> Just wanna, you wanna embarrass me right now, don't you? Oh my goodness. Listen, that video was gangster, I'm telling you. Hey. 
so many people have died for these streets. Repping these streets. Think. In your grave. Where is the money? The women? The drugs? The streets? The two paths. You choose. <laughs> You're born alone. You die alone. <laughs> you be judged alone. Life goes on. And your friends move on. If I can leave the streets, so can you. <laughs> Ah, you know what? You see what? Yeah. Even though, even though, even even though, yeah. Do you know it's crazy? You know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. Now listen, listen. Jokes aside. Even right. though it's funny, yeah. But let me tell you something. You see that video? Yeah. Yeah? How much people that video affected? That. Go on, tell Jokes me, aside. Right, you yeah. know how much people reached out to man, saying that when they used to watch these type of trailers, it used to make them think about changing their life because the whole idea was just putting like a battery in someone's back. Mm. Do you understand? Giving them some incentive to say, look, you can change. Obviously, where we're coming from the streets, coming from that type of lifestyle, and you had many people following us from that lifestyle trying to change. When they used to see these little messages, it was like a message of hope. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Because you have to remember, at that time, nobody was doing this type of stuff. Nobody. So mm. people who were coming from the street, people who were becoming Muslim, and they were just like, what now? What do I do? Who do I look at? You're going into a masjid. The gap was too much. Like compared to now, it's quite different because now you got loads of Muslims who are rappers who are in this da 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 da. So you got too many examples. But at that time, how many examples did you have? Even if you look at celebrities like footballers and stuff like that, at that time, who was Muslim or footballer? You don't know if uh, anyone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we got loads of so-called role models now compared to that time. Whereas the youth, when they were becoming Muslim, they had no one to look at. That's so true. we were like the only ones who were like, okay, we come from the streets. It's 100% they know where we come from and we're actually trying to change. Mm. So people used to look at us as, as a, like, a, like a lifeline, to be honest. So subhanAllah, like, I look at that video, it's funny, but subhanAllah, yeah. it, was, it was deep. Because if you go back to that time, the amount of messages, the emails, the interaction we used to get from young people, even people's parents used to hit us up. Can you help my child? Can you do this? Can you do that? So it was, it was quite deep, you know. I feel like them videos served its purpose. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, 100%, 100%. At a time, it was needed because we, you know, when we were doing the street stuff, even we were being challenged by our elders in our community, the students of knowledge, all these type of people who have studied the Dean of Islam. Like, why are you doing these type of videos? Yeah, why are you doing pressure. this? I was under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? I but it's that. only now, many of those people, mm. over the last few years, they come back and say, you know what? I can actually see what you lot were doing now. Do you understand? Because now, if you see the young people now, <laughs> it's the next level now. Who, who who are they listening to? They ain't listening to nobody. So mm. a lot of the lot of the people who used to criticize us have children who have grown up now, are going through them trials and tribulations, and they're seeing now, okay, now who can I direct my child to no watch? More roadside to Islam, There's no more roadside to Islam. There's nothing like it. So You know that's that's the sad thing. Like we're talking about ten years. Mm. Bro, ten years have passed. At that time, we we were trying to fill a gap, and ten years later, the gap still isn't being filled. It's crazy, man. I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is to come from such a immodest, extravagant, irreligious, mm. violent. It's literally you push your senses to, to limits. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of uh, you know sensual. No, not sensual. Your, the ecstasy felt by your senses in terms of drugs, in terms of money, in terms of mm. women, yeah. on a constant basis. Yeah. And to switch it off and then just to go cold turkey. Difficult, bro. Bro. And 
and and that yeah. before before you um, tell us how hard it is. The system itself is de- is not designed to be in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, just the stat that I found in uh, Guardian September uh, September seventeenth September twenty seventeenth. Uh, young blacks are nine times more likely than whites to be jailed. You've got in Guardian January 2019, half of the children um, inmates are ethnic. Again, Guardian January 19th, more than half the people in prison are ethnic. Mm-hmm. So you've got these uh, stats. Now there's loads more, but when you see the systems against you, the lifestyles against you, mm-hmm. but still you manage to come out uh how did you do it well like you said it's real at the end of the day being being black growing up in london like you said the system is by default against us Mm. you know opportunities all these type of things is limited for someone who's coming from this type of uh community and obviously for me as well i i fitted all the stereotypes gold tooth and now i've got big beard i'm black i'm big (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. I've got everything is against me. Do you understand? But you know, one of the the the, the key factors behind all of this is the deen of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because once you become a Muslim and you follow the religion, you follow Quran, you follow Sunnah, all these type of challenges, you look at them from a different perspective. Okay, for example, before you might only look at things from a, a racial point of view. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, oh. I'm not they're not employing me because I'm black. Yeah, it may be true. Do you get what I mean? But that was the only avenue you had to look at. But now as a Muslim, I can say to myself, okay, maybe they're not gonna employ me because of my race, but I know my risk is for my Lord. So I know there's money, there's something written for me. So that's enough to keep me going to make me get to where I need to get to. Do you get what I mean? Because mm. before I might just be thinking, you know what, I can't live a legit life because nothing ain't gonna go good for me. So I need to do certain things to make money. But as a Muslim, I know Allah SWT has made it clear your risk is written. I think that's why a lot of young people as well, when they become Muslim, a lot of them are not really practicing. So it's easy for them to um, fall back into their old lives, number one. Number two, some of them are practicing, but when they first come on, when they first become Muslim, they just, they just like you said, they go cold turkey. Yeah. But they go t- cold turkey in a way that they can't even handle. So after some time... You see them start slipping, slipping, slowly, 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 slowly. Before you know it, they're gone. And what is sad is that I've noticed personally, over the years of being Muslim, Mm. most of the people who fall off the deen for a long period of time, they even become more worse than they was even before they became a Muslim. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's scary. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know if Allah just, I don't know. I don't know. But it's just like, you go, they go to extremes. Do you understand? Because it's like, as well, what what people what you see people doing as well is like it's like they start making up for time. It's like lost time. You've been Muslim six years, seven years, so you start thinking to yourself like I've got to make up for all the time that I missed. So mm. you're going extra hard now doing this all this type of madness to keep up with the rest of your friends and what have you. So I think you become bitter as well, isn't it? No, you become bitter because how many brothers? I remember even through the process of doing Rosa to Islam, I fell out with so many people. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because they start thinking I'm making videos about them. They think anytime I put a reminder, I'm talking to them, I'm talking about them. SubhanAllah. Wow. So everything becomes personal. Do you get what I mean? It's a lot of politics, yeah? Ah, it's beyond politics. So it's definitely not easy. It's definitely not easy. But I feel like for me personally, I can say the only thing what helped me 
was the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because without that, then it would have been easy for me to be bitter. Without that, it would be have been more, Be easy. more specific though. Like the deen itself, like somebody watching might say, all right, like I've, I've embraced the deen, mm. but what, what, what do I need to do? Like if you were to give someone, say, three tips. Yeah. What would you say, all right, make sure you've got these three things under lockdown and then your shelf life will be longer? Okay, I would say the first, first and foremost, first and foremost, the first thing I believe that anybody who becomes a Muslim needs to do is have some basic understanding of the religion. What are you doing? I'm a Muslim. Mm. Okay, cool. But what are you doing now? So know your why, yeah? No, no. Okay, I'm a Muslim. Now what? Yeah. Not that I'm just, I just took my shahada because it sounds, everything sounds like the truth to me. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's more than that. I'm a Muslim now. Now, what do I have to do? Mm. What, what do I need to do now? What's the things I need to do as a Muslim? So, for example, you need to start praying five times a day. Not that, oh, I'm going to do it later. Mm. Or when, no, 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 no. I need to do this now. Okay. Do you understand? Mm. And wallahi, yeah, when you start praying five times a day and you understand why you're praying, it makes life so much easier. Do you understand? Especially, especially, especially when you're new to the thing because the praying keeps you away from so much evil bro honestly five times a day you know you could be thinking of going to do something crazy mm. it's us a time <laughs> you gotta pray mm. you go and pray you've taken a couple of minutes it's only five minutes it's the last five minutes yeah you've taken five minutes out of your time you've made wudu you pray now your mind is it's flickering again yeah i want to go and do this but subhanallah should i do it you've got you've got a challenge a challenge against you now you don't want to be a hypocrite Exactly. Another thing, what a key factor, Juma, subhanAllah. Well, I'm telling you now, me, me, I'm telling you now, Juma has saved me from haram so many times. Because there's times I'm going to do things, bro. <laughs> I was going to do things, Isha. I'm telling you. Yeah. As a big man, I'm telling you, I was going to do things. And I went to that Juma kutbah and I heard some kalam in that kutbah and I was like, kalas. The power of the Juma kutbah. The power of the Juma kutbah. The relevance that I had to you. And subhanAllah, it's like many mm. times I'd go to a Jummah Qubba, it's, it's like Allah sent me to that masjid to hear that reminder and it just put me back on track. So important. So that's the first thing I would say. When you become a Muslim, know why in it. Know what you got to do and try and follow a path. And that, that, uh, that I think will be interesting for certain possible people of knowledge that are thinking of their next Jummah Qutba because it is half term for them to kind of emphasize and do a bit more research like they can have a big impact 100% the drama cop has got to be rel relative to what's going on and you have yeah. to look at your audience as well yeah. you know you've got a, obviously if you've got a drama cop bar your drama cop is full of uncles and stuff like that there's yeah. some matches just like that there's no young people then yeah. you're gonna have things what 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 what's more appropriate for them to Can't listen to about gaps yeah the... it don't make sense that's yeah. just ridiculous you know what i mean but if you're going to if you know that your drama audience is going to be majority young people you need to talk about things that's relative to them so they can reflect on their life mm. because that might be the only time that once a week when they come to Juma where they're listening about Allah and his messenger where they're in one place where they focus on what the person in front of them is telling them most of us we don't go to talks anymore mm. you know there was a time Zishan, like even yesterday I went to a talk because I've been out of the country for a long time I went to a talk I, I, I've only been back for one week I heard there was a lecture I went I said, boy, I haven't been talking 36, 7 months. This is not good. Yeah, true. This is not good. Like it, well. It's crazy because, bro, just sitting in that gathering, just sitting there, putting your phone to one side and just listening to a reminder is so important. Mm. 
Wow. It's so important. Even better is going to class. But I'm just saying, the least we yeah. can do is go, go and listen, listen to hear something about Allah and his messenger. Because it's important. This is our life. So number two, the most important, the second most important thing I believe is your companions, the people that you're around, your friends. Alhamdulillah, I was fortunate that when I became Muslim, some of my friends were Muslim before me. So they're the ones who were giving me dawah. Mm. So it was very easy for me. Well, not say very easy. That's, that's a big statement. It was easier for me easy, to change yeah. because now I was with them every day and they were my friends. Even though at that time I wasn't rolling with them all the time. But when I became Muslim, it was easy for me to be around them all the time. And the brotherhood was so tight. Like they showed me how to pray, you know. At my first Ramadan, I stayed with my bre- my friend Yasin. I was with him every day, breakfast in his house. He's married, his wife, cooking us food every day. Made my life easy. So the you support you had when you'd become Muslim it was, was priceless. Bro, bro, without that, come on. Yeah. Still got my old friends. What's going on? What are you doing later? We're going so and so. I would eventually I would have crumbled. Mm. Of course I would have crumbled, but because I was true. around believers who were strong, they weren't just. Muslim by name, they were praying five times a day. Every time I'm with them, it's time to pray. Do you understand? Fasting a month of Ramadan with them. No longer doing haram, not selling drugs, not doing none of these things, not committing zina, any of these type of things. So if I'm around people like that, by my default is that I'm going to change as well. So that made my life so much easier. So I'd advise anyone. The second thing is your companions. Do you get what I mean? The third thing I would say is that when you become a Muslim, Allah SWT has made the religion easy. Don't make your deen hard for you. Because Allah doesn't want hardship for you. You know? So don't put um, walls it's in front of you. It's interesting. You're saying don't make your deen hard for you. So mm. this isn't talking of someone else. You're, you're no, speaking to I'm talking the person. about yourself. You have to okay. know yourself. Because look, Shishan, something could be easy for you. Yeah. Could, 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 could break me in bits mm. So then what's going to happen You tell me Okay let me give an example yeah. When I became Muslim It was easy for me After my first Ramadan Because <laughs> I'm not going to say before that my first, After my first Ramadan It was easy for me to stop smoking And it was easy for me not to, to, to stop drinking It was easy for me And to stop partying It was never an issue It was never been a fitness for me Alhamdulillah And I used to party all the time do you understand? I used to rave all the time. Anyone knows me, you know that. I used right. to be in a club all the time. So it was easy for me to, to stop that. But I know there's some other brothers. It's a fit now. They can't stop. Yeah. So you see me, what I would say to them is, bro, make sure you're praying five times a day. Bro, make sure th- I encourage them. But I keep telling them, Aki, Raven's haram. This is haram. Ah, it's, it's going above their head. But you know when you start doing the other things, mm. like praying five times a day, and you start hanging around good companions, when it comes to doing them type of haram things, you start reflecting on it more because now the people that you're around ain't doing these type of things. Mm. So you start thinking, what's the, what's the point of this? What's the purpose of this? What am I going out for? And you notice that brothers who are even jahil, when they're around practicing brothers, they stop doing many things for a long period of time. It's only maybe sometimes they slip once or twice or if they stop hanging around with them on a long basis, then they start going back to doing things that they used to do. But if you're hanging around people who are doing positive things or are going in the right direction in life, by default, you're going to look at them and reflect and say, I want to be like this as well. Do you understand? Yeah. So this is so important, bro. Mm. Very, 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 very wow. important. And a lot of people take this stuff for granted. What's, what's interesting here is you use the kind of base that you had before Islam and you just gave it a different direction. Exactly. Like Umar, he, he, he just channeled his kind of energy 
against Islam to then for Islam. Mm -hmm. And that's quite interesting. You didn't particularly change your kind of characteristic. You're still, mashallah, very energetic. You're mm -hmm. passionate when you talk. And uh, even even when you're in Gambia, you see like massive people like massacre. Yeah. Even he's like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Abu Bakarai again." laughs> so, yeah. so it's it's interesting that now you've used that passion and you've used that drive, and we'll we'll come to this as well. And now, mashallah, you're directing it towards a charity, and you're mm. using it to kind of push something. How important it is? Uh, how important is it that people also understand that? We're not asking you to change who you are. Mm. It's just refine who you are. Mm. Instead of a jungle, just refine it to a garden that you can appreciate the roses rather than them being all over the place. Yeah, I think what you said is important. Like refining is, is a key word because I feel like sometimes when people become into the deen, they feel like my life's doomed. I can't do anything anymore. And it's not really like that. Yes, Islam has boundaries, but you have to know the boundaries so you can work around them. Do you yeah. understand? Because... Allah doesn't tell you don't have fun. You can't do this. You can't do that. But it, it seems that way sometimes when you don't have an, any understanding, when you don't do no reading, you don't do no research. And life is not that way. And even when I became a Muslim, you know, at the end of the day, the way I looked at it, some people might criticize me or said certain things, but I'll be like, listen, if, if I was a Muslim, you couldn't even come and talk to me. Mm. So you can say whatever you want to say right now, but me and you in the same room, you wouldn't have said a word to me. Mm. So you, you could message me, ah, oh, you brothers are jai or whatever, but I knew. The work that we were doing was attracting the same type of people where we were coming from. And it was even encouraging people who wanted to become Muslim, but they were scared of the change to step over and say, you know what? These guys, look at it. They're from the street. They're from the same background as us. They became Muslim. They can do it. Why can't I? They probably think that you're going to have to have biryani with boti and yeah. with the... And you got to understand. With the writer. You've got to have it with the writer, yeah. isn't Come it? Come on, bro. When we first become Muslim, saying. the red rice, the green rice with the, the colorids, the pink... The pink milk. <laughs> yeah. That was our life. That was our life. But you know what, Aki? We thank Allah for that. Because at least we were going to the masajid. They were giving us food to break fast, Aki. Alhamdulillah. Mm. We, were we were trying to think, Aki, come on. Before I was a Muslim, I've never eaten Asian food in my life. Yeah. Pink milk. I don't know what that was. I've never seen it. Last <laughs> week, supposed to be white. I, I don't know what was going on. Why is like, it pink? Boy, samosas, all of that. So it opened up. It, it made you open up in it. And you have it with the keema, yeah? Everything, Aki. <laughs> anything was there, we were eating it. Do you know what I mean? Because we humbled yeah. ourselves and said, "Look, this is this is what we're, this is the path we're following now." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you go in the masjid, they provide you that food, you eat it. So the dean, this is the dean has well, I, has amazing effects, bro. The things that it can do to an individual is amazing. Yeah, you know the pakora and stuff, isn't it? You see, <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Trust me, it's not easy. Bro, man. those toilet sessions probably would have. Oh, <laughs> mate, it's not easy, bro. But alhamdulillah, bro. can't complain. That brings me on to. Our our final our final kind of chapter, which is streets mm -hmm. to Islam, and then now a life dedicated to charity. Yeah, it sounds too good to be true. How on earth did these even connect? It's crazy. It's crazy. I think with the charity stuff, that was not part of the program. <laughs> it was not part of the program. Um, if we go back. 2015, 2014, 2000, yeah, it was 2015, still heavily involved, doing the Rosa to Islam, doing work, traveling around the world. We were busy at this time. Then, um, I can, I'll never forget, I was in Eid, Eid in the park. And then there's one auntie came to me and she was like, oh, 
I know you, I heard you're, you're from Africa because loads of people think I'm from West Indies or I'm from Jamaica or something like that. Mm. So she's like, oh, I see all the work that you're doing, but you should try to come back to Africa, see if you can do some work there. So it went in, I heard what she said, but it didn't really, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever type of thing. Yeah. Didn't really, really penetrate me like that. It, I, I was listening, but I couldn't, I was like, go to Africa and do what? I couldn't really get my head around that. Yeah. So after maybe about six months after when she said that to me, I said to myself, you know what? Let me just go back. I'm from I'm from, I'm from Gambia. Let so she go planted back. that seed. She planted it. Yeah, it took yeah. it took its time though, okay. but it, it, it eventually grew. Yeah. So I said, let me go back to Africa and see what's going on. Yeah. I've been to been to Saudi, I've been to Egypt, I've been to so many. I've travelled so many. But let me go back home. Yeah. Went back home and I was surprised and I was just like, wow, you know, there's stuff I can do here. You know, because me, I've always been interested in helping people. I just didn't know how how I would do it. I remember when I used to live in Egypt. I remember me and Musa we used to sit at a juice bar. And we used to talk about this stuff and I was just like, you know, I'd love to help orphans and help poor kids. But I could never, there was just no avenue. Just mm. them times, it was just big charities. And we used to reach out to the charities, but they never used to open the window for us to come and do any work. Mm. They were just interested in us raising money on our platforms, but they were never interested in us actually phys physically coming and doing the work. So I was always like, in my mind, this is not going to be realistic. And I thought to myself, I can't start my own charity. It just don't make no sense. Mm. So it was, it was always way, way, way at the back of my mind, but it didn't, it was never realistic. So when I went back there, I was like, whoa, you know, there's, there's actually things I can, I can possibly do here. So I got invited to do some talks and what have you. So I did some of them. And then I started visiting some schools. And then I started to notice so many things that these schools need. And I knew with the audience that I've got back home, these, we can help these people. Mm. I know people will donate books. I know people will donate pens. I know people will love to do this type of stuff. So that's when I decided to start up the, the Project Spot, supporting the people of tomorrow. So I registered it, these times in Gambia. And then I came back and I reached out to people like I knew I reached out to you, reached out to Muslim Bilal, all the brothers that who I'm close with. And I said, look, this is what I want to do. If you can support me, support me. Do you understand? So the first year, um, we, 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 we were just going around doing small things, me and Muslim Bilal and whatnot. We're going there, building water wells and stuff like that. And we were helping schools, but we encountered so many problems mm. because the way we wanted to do things, people didn't want to do things our way. So the only solution that we came up with is that we need to build our own school. From scratch. From yeah. scratch, bro. That was the only solution because we've got a standard. We're from the West, bro. Yeah. So there's certain things that is expected that is is standard for us mm. that they weren't ready to do over there. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So when I came back, I linked up with the other Bilal when he was doing Imam clothing. And we discussed, I discussed, I told him, listen, mashallah, you're doing so well with your project, but you're donating money to all these big charities, but you don't know where your money's going. Mm. saying jump on with us the money that you're raising come and spend it with your own hands see what your money's going and he believed in what what i was putting on the table so he joined and then the rest is history bro you know we started our campaigns alhamdulillah now we built the school we've got orphanage we've got 19 kids living there so, now alhamdulillah all orphans lost their parents ajib because you started the project and you reached out and that was a very vital time for people to contribute even now it is, but when something's starting, it's so important. Like we, we went over and Alhamdulillah, I was fortunate enough to make a brick and that brick is now part of the building and Inshallah it will stay there. Yeah. But people don't understand that that's an integral part. And if you contribute and you help start these things, 
and then support them. Whatever comes after you, you yeah. you're part of it. <laughs> the agit, the agit, it can't stop. Mm. It's not possible. Even when you die, it continues because the bigger the project goes, from when you you came from the start, as as much as it grows, the the more reward you're gonna get. Mm. You know, and alhamdulillah, the brothers came. When I reached out to the brothers, they all they all um, supported what what I was putting on the table. And the most the second most important thing was why I was happy is that not only did you support, you came and saw yourself because. SubhanAllah, it's so dangerous to be supporting things and telling your audience, you've got your own audience, I've got my own audience, all the brothers have got their own audience, but you're telling them this is going on, that's going on, but you don't really know if it's going on. Yeah, you can't verify, you can't verify it. Mm. So you're telling them, you're standing in front of them, donate for the sake of Allah, we're helping others, help it. but you don't know that. Mm. <laughs> you don't really know that. So alhamdulillah, you coming and seeing, and seeing the project go, that's even a sakina for yourself and for your audience for them to know that, listen, you know what, when I donated that money, it really went towards the project. Because how many times do we donate to organisations and we don't see nothing in return? Yeah. We don't ask no questions. And we're cool with it. And for me, I was, I was, the key factor was I was not going to make spot like that. Give me your money and then just trust me. No, 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 no. You don't need to trust me. You don't need to trust me. Follow, follow me step by step. I don't care because we share the Aja. Me, I'm in it for the reward because I know the Sadiqa Jariah, especially working with orphans and these type of things. When you meet Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if Allah accepts it, you meet Allah on good terms. You know, so it's important. So that's why we made spot the people's project, supporting the people of tomorrow. It's not about me. If you go on Spot's Instagram page, maybe we've got about three hundred posts. You won't even find twenty posts pictures of me on there because it's not about me. It's the people's project. You know, so I want this to be something that people, all of us can contribute to and it can be a sadaqa jari for all of us, you know, and that's my intention because Alhamdulillah, I feel like Allah blessed me with the dawah scene, but I think I, I've I reached my, my limit, mm. you know, the, thing, the scene was changing and I weren't ready to go with the change. So Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me another avenue and this avenue for me is, is perfect because there's so much work that I do. That nobody doesn't see. And I love that. Mm. With the Dawah scene, everybody has to be publicised. I hate that. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? With the charity scene, you have to, obviously, if someone donates, you have to prove to them what, what you've done with the money. But there's so many things I can do with my own hands that nobody doesn't need to know. Only Allah knows. Allah mm. saw what I've done. Finished. And I love that. And that's why I love this field. Because, actually, sincerity is so hard. Mm. Especially in the times we're living in now. Sincerity. Wallahi man Everybody should Everyone should be battling with that Because it's easy to produce But for the right reasons Right Very difficult So Alhamdulillah I think Spot Was the right transition for me And I can't thank Allah enough for that Because the work that I'm doing now I'm so happy about it And secondly It's all Of the support I'm getting It's from Rosati Islam mm. Because if Without Rosati Islam The people don't know me so based off the work I was doing with R2I has brought me to this situation. And not with, I wouldn't say you as, as much because you were with me from the start, but the other brothers who wasn't with us, who have joined along the way, it's because of R2I. Mm. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? They built that trust through R2I. They saw the work we were doing in R2I. They see us transit, the transition from R2I to charity work. They know what I'm about. And I've opened the door for you to come and verify the work that I'm doing. And everyone's been happy with it, you know. So I feel like now our dawah's changed in just the helping mankind in totality. Yeah. Do you get what it's I mean? Evolved into it's evolved into something different. Before, yeah. I'm focused on people on the streets, drugs, guns, crime. 
I just want to change them people now. I just want to help the needy. I mean, you've you've set a foundation. If somebody now wants to, because before people say, "Oh, how do I do that?" Well, you've shown them. Look, here's a platform that mm. was there. I I gave my time to it. Now it's there. Now you guys slip and do something. Yeah, you can't you. expect one or two people to do everything. Like even with Samantha Jenner, I don't know how long I have, and there needs to be some people. Like I, I did it without music, without free mixing, without any X, Y, or Z. <laughs> it's hard. Now, now for people to now, no one can say to me, "Oh, you can't do it." Mm. Because I've shown you, this mm. is how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's no copyright. Mm. The the even the soundtracks, you, they're available for download. Mm. But I've I, I've given that. Mm. If tomorrow something was to happen, you guys need to sort it out. Mm. You society is morphing. You got new youngsters coming in, and someone needs to step up. But it's difficult, bro. At yeah. the end of the day, like I said, it's that's the, what you're saying is the truth, and nothing but the truth. But not everybody sees it that way. Yeah. So all you can do, and all. I can do and people who are, are like-minded is do your part yeah inshallah we hope it inspires other people to continue or to do better than us but if if they don't what can you do what can you do bro just make sure you're not of those people that's it and show that's people it. yeah just show people that look it can be done again the best dawah is dawah that you show people you 100%, practice the deen 100 practically 100 percent. before you even open your mouth people just seeing you is enough actually Mm. Some people may not know about the project. So mm. you you went to Gambia. Yeah. You bought a plot of land. Yeah. And your plan was to make a a, a masjid. Yeah. A a school for orphans. Correct. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Because the one of the main reasons why we focus on the orphans because when we went to when when we went to Africa, we saw that the orphans were being mistreated. The orphanages that mm, I went just, to. Just, just mm. before, sorry to interrupt, but masjid, uh, a school uh, for orphans, as they live there in boarding as yeah, well. It's a boarding, it's a, yeah, 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 it's a boarding school. Oh. They live there. So the first thing what I noticed was the living conditions of the children. Mm. And I was just like, whoa. You go to schools, it's 80, 60, 100 orphans. Maybe the 20 beds, majority of them sleeping on the floor, wow. six, seven, eight, sharing one mattress. It was crazy. And I was just like, this ain't how it's meant to be, man. Mm. Orphans ain't meant to be like this. Mm. You understand? A child has lost his mum and dad, and this is his situation. So I said, no, 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 no. What we're going to do, we're going to do something that, inshallah to Allah, is going to be a game changer, you know? So that's why when we built our orphanage, Every single person with the permission of Allah who's come there has been pleased and has said they've never seen an orphanage like this in Africa. Because the way we built it, we built it in a way that if our own kids were there, they could could live in this place. And that's our standard, you know. Some people were saying to me, why are you spending so much money on the tiles? Why are you spending so much money on the beds, this, that? I said, bro, (laughs) this is a standard to us. You know, would you want your kids to have anything less than this? They will say no. So I say, why are you asking me that question? Why? Because mm-hmm. they're in Africa. They deserve less. Is that what you think? I said, me, if I do anything, I do it to perfection, to the best of my ability that Excellent, I know. Isn't it? Yeah. That's it, bro. If I, I do the best I can do, I don't cut corners. Do you get what I mean? I maximize on my resources. If people are supporting me, I'm going to put the money into the project and project it so people can see what I'm doing. And alhamdulillah, everybody who comes to our school, they're happy there. They're comfortable. They've seen the masjid. It's plush. It's like a masjid in the UK, bro. <laughs> no one can come there and say, oh, I feel uncomfortable here. Our toilets, the sleeping area. Well, like the sleeping area is better than my house. 
<laughs> Do you get what I mean? <laughs> it's better than my house is plush. And that's the idea because this is what the kids deserve. You know, if you're not, if you're doing something for the sake of Allah, do it to your best. Mm. Don't start, oh, oh, because the kids don't have nothing. They're poor. Let them have anything. No, no, I don't believe in that. Plus, it's from our tradition that any time the scholars or any uh, things would happen in our past and our empires, it would be done to a, a specific standard of excellence. You see, you got to do, at the end of the day, lower human beings, you've got your limitations. But alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm standing in front of people. I'm telling people to support me. People are supporting me. So why am I not going to put the money in? Mm. You know, what? if I don't have the money, then that's different. Yeah. I can't talk about something I don't know. But people are supporting me. They, they, they're saying, yeah, Abu Bakr, here's £100. Here's £1,000. Here's £2,000. Put it into the project. I'm going to put it in. I'm not going to say, no, 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 no. Let me just, I don't need to put it in because these kids don't know nothing better. You know, subhanAllah, I remember when we were building the entrance of the mosque. Because the entrance of the mosque is all glass. Mm. And they were like, the, the people there were telling me, no, you can't do this. You know, they'll break the glass. The kids are like, listen, leave me alone. Mm. Maybe the kids in your school will break the glass. But the kids mm. in our school ain't going to break the glass because we're going to teach them. Mm. Well, like, we've never had any problem with that. Kids That's breaking right. glass or anything like that. No, because the first thing we focus on in, with our kids is tarbiyah. When they come in, what do we do? We teach them hygiene. Mm. We spend time with them. We show them how to be. Time. You understand? We don't just bring them in. You're in a class learning. No, 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 no. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. We show them how to go to the toilet. Show them how to wash their hands. We show them how to brush their teeth. We show them how to to move around our premises. Mm. To know not to be running up and down the corridors. Know not to bring food into the sleeping area or into the. Mo we teach them these things, mm. and then this is what they this is what they they reflect on. So we've never had that problem, alhamdulillah. But people don't want to take the time to teach these people, these kids. At the end of the day, these kids are going to be adults one day. Yeah. These are ground roots. We were taught these things from kids, you know. But sadly, what I've noticed with a lot of projects is like they don't want to do that. They just want to. Oh, it's in Africa. Oh, it's in Pakistan. It's in Bangladesh. Yeah, let, let me just let me just let me just build anything and leave it to the people. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. That's why I don't try to go anywhere. I don't try to. People have offered me money, Zizan, wallahi, and said to me, listen, I've seen what you've done. I want to give you 80 grand, build a school. I say, no. Cause I said, bro, see the grays in my bed, bro. <laughs> mm. This ain't no joke. This ain't a money thing, you know. Mm. This ain't a money thing. This is a real commitment. This is a lifetime commitment. It's not a joke. Do you get what I'm saying? Emotionally invested. Everything, into, yeah. bro. You can't do wow. this. You have to do this wholeheartedly. You know, and that's why I always when I say to brothers, enough brothers have said to me they want to build projects in other countries. And I say to them, are you from that country? Yeah. If not, leave me alone because I know I can't commit to it. Mm. If I know you're from Pakistan, for example, and you want to build a project in Pakistan, I trust you. I know you. I will work with you because mm. I know you're going to go there. Yeah. You've got family there. You've got you've got things going on. Do you mm. get what I mean? That you're going to commit to it because what happened is so much people are building projects and they're leaving them afterwards and the projects are going down the drain. And that's people's money, bro. People's hard work money that they donated to you. Now you've built something and just left it to the people. You go to some schools. I'm telling you, we've visited schools. I don't want to mention no names. Charities that are known here in the UK. And we've gone to the school there and, 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 and the Ustaz is asking us, can we help them with food? Charities here, we're raising millions. But you go on their Facebook, you go on their, their website, they got, I've got orphanage in this country, I've got this school in this country. But you don't even know, if you go to some of these schools, they're suffering. Because they don't open it in a way that you can go and visit these schools. But I'm in Gambia, I go to any, I don't care, any child, I go to their school, I want to see what's going on. Mm. 
Because mm. when, especially when we were, we were doing our research, because we're thinking we're going to go to these charities, their school's going to be amazing. So we can take an example from them. Yeah. Charities are raising 20, 30 million a year. I'm expecting to see something plush. Yeah. I'm not expecting to go in there and seeing kids with ripped up clothes. I'm not expecting that to go in there with you kids. That, yeah. Well, lie, I saw that. You go in there with kids, they ain't even got shoes. They, the, the, the teachers are asking us, can we help them with feeding? Feeding, you know, Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So. This charity stuff has Why made me see going? things. A lot knows best. That's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, in our school, we've got 18 kids. We've got a land 100 by 50. I could have 150 kids in there if I wanted to. Mm. And imagine if I had 150 kids in the school now and I post that online, everybody would support me. Yeah. They'd be like, whoa, look at that. This is amazing. So this is what people do, Aki, to get people's money. But I know the responsibility, Aki, it's not a joke. 18 is quite interesting. It's quite a modest number. It's like the amount of kids we have in one class in a primary school. You see? Because we're taking it slowly. Don't get me mm. wrong. Our aim is to have more kids. But, yeah. bro, we're learning as we're going. You're dealing with somebody's life. Yeah. You it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Like, it, it might sound blase. It sounds fun. You know, when people mention me, ah, how did you start doing this work? It's amazing. They... I, I'm not being no disrespect to anyone watching this video or listen to the podcast. This ain't fun. <laughs> yeah. This is real stuff. You're dealing with people's emotions. You're dealing with kids who are traumatized. Mm. Kids who have lost their mother, their father, be living with grandma, extended families from a young age. Mm-hmm. It's no joke. Kids who have got no financial support. No they ain't got anything. And now you're their everything. It's not easy, bro. It's not easy. It might yeah. look when someone you post a picture and like it looks so nice. It looks it looks amazing. Oh, look at him, mashallah. What he's doing is amazing. Looking after orphans, accurate. Well, like you you will see things and you 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 can't even hold back the tears. Mm. A child, you'll be chilling with some of the kids. You'll be like, what's wrong? Oh, I miss my parents. What do you say? Oh. What do you say, Aki? How do you prepare yourself for that type of stuff? You know so. This type of work is no joke. It looks amazing and it is amazing, but the commitment is no joke. There's a that's, lot going on behind the That's scenes. why a lot of people just build projects and they go. It's like a mountain, isn't it? We we all see what's on top, but most of the mountain it's underground and people don't see that. You don't they only see. see what's above the ground. Maybe what's underground is, is bigger than what's what's mm. what's up, you know. But it's an amazing thing. and you know, I thank Allah anyway because I feel like all the brothers who know me and I've been working with over the years, they all came together to help me with this project. It was a collective thing. I can't take credit for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Collectively, I think that we achieved something and I've showed people that there's an avenue for people to get involved in doing this type of work. You know? Like we were doing the 2K challenge. Telling people, raise £2,000 Ramadan, come and see your money. Mm. You're welcome. You don't have to come, but Mm. you're welcome. It's not even that expensive to get there either. There you go. Do you get what I mean? Thomas Cook, 300 pound you got a flight you're there <laughs> Thomas got the airline so you're saying that people can come over so if someone raises money mm-hmm. you're saying you, you, you're speaking off camera as well that yeah. there are literally cars of people that come and that can come they can raise money and see how it's spent 100% they're welcome bro we encourage that mm. we encourage that because I know for a fact when you see your money's getting spent you're going to support what you're going to support what we're bringing to the table yeah. do you get what I mean because you're going to you're going to be confident because I, I, I know people ask me as well oh i'd love to go and to be honest people ask as well oh you managed to uh, get to africa it's nice mm. but 
the thing is sometimes when you're going to a, a place like you wouldn't be caught dead going to Pakistan Bangladesh yeah. if you didn't know anyone there yeah, yeah of course of course so so here what was obviously you I trusted you so mm. um even my mom was like oh you know should you really be going and I was like look I know him and this is this is I took time off work yeah yeah I remember I remember I remember and, I remember. and we went and you know what it was It, it it was difficult there, obviously being with people of different personalities. It's, or it's a new experience, but it's an experience. Alhamdulillah, I'm very proud of. Alhamdulillah, that I, I can say Alhamdulillah, I went there because it's all well and good saying, "Oh, we're part of an ummah," mm. but to to actually go and meet the ummah, sit with the ummah, smile with the ummah, it's different. It's it, bro. It's, it's different. It's different, and you have to remember, you're a teacher, so it's like. All the time you're in a classroom mixing with different people's personalities, but when you go to another country, you meet people with complete different personalities. Mm. Like even I remember when you first came, I know you lot were a bit shy. You didn't know yeah. how to deal with the kids when we went to the other schools. But after like an hour, you lot are running around with the kids. Yeah. It's like you just say everyone's normal. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it's just that you have to just come out your shell, so to speak. And well, like these kids, they appreciate seeing people, different people. Mm. You know, different from different race, different cultures. Just come in here to visit them. Makes you feel valued like, as Whoa, well. Whoa, it's amazing. It's like it's orphan, a game changer. As an orphan, you're kind of discarded, and yeah, you're not that important. And suddenly, you you got visitors that are coming to see you. You see, it's crazy. And the kids always say that they're so happy when people come. And that's why even this year, what we're trying to do is we're hoping, inshallah, that we're trying to get a minibus at the moment. So once we get that minibus, we want to encourage people like between the months of November. And um, April next, this November this year and April to come, we want to set dates and let groups come out. I think you've you've opened a very um, valuable avenue for people that that feel that they don't have a connection to uh, African countries. Here, yeah, they they have a reliable organization, reliable mm. people that they can go. And you're saying literally hand the money yourself. You don't. Yeah, 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 man. yeah, yeah. You don't. And this is this is. That, I think that's so important because. SubhanAllah, I know there's so many Muslims have stopped giving charity mm. because they, they've lost trust. Mm. They've lost trust. You're donating your money. You don't know where it's going. But we're saying, okay, put that aside. Bring the money. Pay for your flight. You come and meet us on the other side. We'll take you to the places and you distribute. Mm. If you can't, you can give us the money. We'll distribute. But you are welcome to come and do it yourself. We don't have no calls or issues with that. And SubhanAllah, Aki, I'm telling you, <laughs> these are the amount of people who have come the Gambia and I'm just like whoa we've had people old enough to be my mum and dad Asian uncles uncles from all over the world uncles, I'm man. telling you I've come and donated and they're happy and they've been supporting the project from the start so many people have been supporting it you know when someone donate you don't know who they are yeah. don't know whether you don't know whether they're young or old people have messaged us I want to come and visit come I've had uncles come with their daughter uncles come with their sons come with their wives coming to see what's going on And they've been they've been impressed, and to this day they're still supporting us. And there's there's so many lessons that we can take from this story. That's why I I, I thought it was very important for us to kind of share this journey, and people doing this ten uh, year challenge. We got our own ten year challenge. I know, I know. You know, when I saw it, it would have been great for us to do it, but yeah. these type of waves, like that's why I told you. You see the times we're living in. I can't get down with this stuff. You said ten year challenge for what? Even I was like flipping it. This is too much for me. So that's why I'm just like I feel like. I found my path 
You know what? I, I don't think I even had your pictures from uh, 10 years ago that were online. Bruh, you, you pictures of you? No yeah. way. Uh, you were you never on no picture. Uh, you, yeah. you picture. Aggie, tell you take a picture, you say no. You was never on that, bro. Picture. So, no, you ain't seen a picture of you, bro. But, uh, Ajeev, no man, 10 years, they flew by so quickly. Long time, bro. May Allah, you know, grant us a tawfiq to do more. I mean, I mean. And I mean. may Allah utilize you guys that are watching. Um, that have bothered to make it to this far uh, <laughs> of the video and the podcast. I mean, I mean. Uh, definitely try something. There's a narration to the effect that if you, you know, walk towards Allah, Allah's mercy will run towards you. Mm -hmm. So definitely start. Start somewhere, even if it's something small. Mm -hmm. As long as you're passionate about it and you're applying the correct knowledge of the Deen to it. Not doing it, Jahil Flex. Mm -hmm. Inshallah, it will it will flourish, and inshallah, inshallah, in ten years, you'll be making your own video with uh, with someone else. Inshallah, it's true. Inshallah. Yeah. I'll put the links to spot in the description if you wanna um, just check out the project, see how it's progressed over time. I'll put my video when I went as well, and inshallah, check it out, and uh, yeah, start raising. And inshallah, for oh. those of you that are planning to get married or planning to do. Um, you know honeymoon or even just holiday with your wife hair it's uh, attached meaning to it consider this stuff i see mashallah some people when they get married they even now they're conscious of all right rather than feeding people that already get fed why don't we no it's true because even people subhanallah even people have messaged me i said like i'm getting uh, i'm getting married the money we we're going to use for the thing can we can we send it to you can you go and feed people so, i'm yeah. telling you i've seen some messages and i'm it's touched me well like people are oh. definitely changing but like i said people are looking for real avenues because they want proof mm. they want proof and alhamdulillah with spot we can provide that you know it's not just a one-way service you know you get you always get something back in return inshallah inshallah but jazakallah bro Barakallah inshallah we'll uh, we'll have to touch base again definitely inshallah. very soon definitely and definitely. uh yeah we'll see you guys next time inshallah inshallah salamu alaikum <laughs> <laughs> Are you bringing it back to Smart to Jedi? What's so good you? Are you saying Smart to Jedi?